Ladies and gentlemen, we would just like to give you a fair warning that this episode is very explicit and there will be a lot of harsh language, so please be advised as you tune in to this brand new episode of Cubs on Tap. Nonetheless, we appreciate you guys as our listeners and our fans, and that is why we want to give you the proper disclosure before we jump into this thing. And without further ado, welcome to Cubs on Tap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very angry edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce. I'm fucking livid right now with this Cubs team. You heard the warning when we opened this thing up. It's going to be explicit. We're going to be talking a lot of shit tonight. We're not happy. We're not happy. Literally, this time last week, we were all happy. The Cubs were doing great. We were all happy-go-lucky. They won against the Brewers. And then literally Friday comes and shit hits the fucking fan i am ron loose if you couldn't tell already i am joined by juice the juice man and cody del mendo boys outside of the fact that the cubs are pissing us off how are we doing terrible i'm doing absolutely terrible the cubs literally are the re- they they control my mood more half more often than not and because <laughs> of the cubs i'm pissed off i'm freaking tired of coronavirus because of coronavirus is the Half the reason the Cubs are in the position that they're in right now, because if they didn't have to play seven innings, they could play nine innings. But no, the Cardinals had to go hang out in a casino or go to the Ozarks or whatever the fuck they did. And because of it, we now have to play seven innings and endure what we're enduring. And yes, I'm not saying that that's the entire reason the Cubs are literally just shitting their pants today. But but, it's the entire reason. But it is a big reason. (laughs) I'm so... I'm so annoyed right now. And it, it and this is why the games against the Brewers hurt. Those games hurt more than what we're seeing today. Because the Cubs should have beat the Brewers because that Brewers team is not that good. I will die on that hill for this year. That Brewers team is is not that good. They should have at least split that series. But no, they lost three or four. Uh, me and uh, Brian Mishler take some blame. After you Darvish shoved last week, we talked. Uh, we we lightly talked about the postseason on this podcast, and they haven't won since. So I apologize in advance. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit. I can. I'll let Juice talk now. I'm. Hi, Juice. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Having a great time over here. I actually the smart thing that I did before I got back. Uh, I stocked up on Ben and Jerry ice cream pints. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm three of those in uh, after watching today because obviously the early game was uh, a mess. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think one thing is silver lining, a little positive thing. I think Chris Bryant's going to be really cheap now. So, I mean, <laughs> the way he's playing, maybe we can get a little bit of a discount, you know. I, I mean, there's a lot going wrong, guys. And like you said earlier, it's like it, it's why those Brewers ones hurt so bad because, and let's be honest, that series – the Cubs could have won three out of four real easy and it didn't happen because baseball is weird and it sucks and it's the worst sport of all time, but I love it. And now we're watching essentially the Cubs not bring their bats for a day, which has totally helped the Cardinals and worse. The the game is still going on folks. I think that's one thing we haven't 
mentioned in this podcast, it's it's not even over yet. Like they haven't even lost the second game. But in our chat, we had pretty much said how over we were watching this crap, and we're just wasting time by not just getting on the post game show because with the way we've seen from these bats today, at least, and recently, four or three runs seems like twelve. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this. This is really tough to come back from, and they're just not putting together good at bats. And when they do get their pitches, they're missing, and it's real frustrating. I'm probably in the minority on these two with you two. I don't know what your situation is with with this Cubs team, but I just think it's a rough stretch. I think they're going to be fine. Eventually, these guys are going to come out and hit their professional hitters. But it is pretty frustrating when this happens during. Um, you know, during when you're playing two teams that you, you need to beat, you know, and that's what's happening in the, uh, yeah, here we got a double. So, uh, four to two, hobby limping in a little bit. So that's not good. Um, they're not getting no hit anymore, ladies and gentlemen. They were God. getting no hit into the sixth no damn inning. Oh, yeah, well, we got a hit now, so it's good. But Javi limped a little bit, so that's, uh, not a good thing. Not great. He's is, it got hit? is it because it got hit by a pitch? Uh, you know... I don't know, but it didn't look good when he came across home plate and he ran to the to the netting. I know he's not Eloy Jimenez, but I mean it's uh, it's still concerning. You know, Eloy ends up in there every week, but <laughs> I, uh, it's rough. Go ahead, Cody. Yeah, I mean you. I think it's a rough stretch too. Like the world isn't ending um, as much as it feels like it, because no matter what. I believe the Cubs will still be in first place after tonight. And we got you Darvish tomorrow, who, like I said at the beginning, shoved last week against Milwaukee. And this is the, the, these are situations why you bring in a guy like you Darvish to, you know, stop the bleeding. He's been really good since his first start. And I, I know I'm talking positively right now and, and I need to stop because this is all supposed to be negative, but I'm just saying like the, the season isn't over. The season isn't over, but it's really concerning. You know, you know, at the beginning of the season when Bryant was struggling, we were like, well, he's, you know, still having good at bats. But like lately, it's been bad. Like, I mean, his last out was just like a little small. It wasn't even like a high pop up. It was like a little, like a little. Like little leaguer, like a little leaguer, like a little leaguer. Yeah. And, (laughs) and I'm like, what is going, I never, I don't, no one has ever seen Chris Bryant struggle like this. I don't even think Chris Bryant has ever seen himself struggle like this. It's bad. And I don't know if it has to do with him in the leadoff spot, but I think if you're Ross, you have to shake things up a little bit. And honestly, tomorrow I would put Rizzo at leadoff, put Ian Happ to Bryant three. I like it. I think it's a good conversation because not only do you need to change up the juju in the lineup, I think that the clubhouse in general needs a little jolt. And for mm-hmm. some reason, when Anthony Rizzo is in the leadoff spot, like guys seem to be on the edge of the dugout from the first at bat. And JD was talking about it during the the call tonight. You know, this is your first sense of you know some adversity, and it doesn't seem like the Cubs are as loud from the dugout and trust me, there's nothing to cheer about, but I mean, they were cheering for walks. They were, you know, up and, and, and Adam and cheering for their teammates. And now it's like, it's hard to cheer when you're not winning, but I'd like to see them be more positive, you know, be, 
be on the dugout cheering for your teammates and feel like you're in the game. It feels like when they start the game, they take the, like tonight, they took the lead and then they were down four, one real quick. And it was like, all right, well now this is just in cruise control until we can just play tomorrow. Yeah. Even when it was two to one, when Miller hit the first home run, like it, it already felt like, oh, shit, here we go again. And it was only a one-run game. Like it, That's just what it felt like, especially after what we watched in the first game and then what we've seen from the weekend. I mean, it just that's just what it was. And if we're feeling that here on our, on our couches, I mean, I can only imagine what it feels like in their dugout. But this is like these are situations I feel like why David Ross was brought in. I mean, like he's the, he's the guy who's supposed to keep the morale going. He's the guy who's supposed to, you know, keep – guys not only accountable but like to keep that energy going so i'm not saying he's not trying because when you're losing it's just tough but like i'm you know i'm I, all i can hope is this guy gives these guys a, a a some sort of you know yelling just yell at them after the game i don't know i i mean i, I that's what i would do if it was me i'd be like brian you're better than this you're going down the lineup tomorrow Whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass right now. But like, like you know what I'm saying though. And it's just we need something. Like like earlier I tweeted, I was like, I need someone to get ejected, so maybe I'll fire up this team. And I don't know if that'd be a good idea in this. You, you know, too. Like, and as we speak, they put the tying run on first. Um, Bodie's at the plate. Like these are the moments in the season that flip it. You know, did someone get a home run? I'm watching from Ron's video. Did they just hit a home run? Oh, my God. Did they just no. tie it? Did yeah. Bodie just tie Bodie it? Bodie just tied it. No, he just took the lead. Took the lead. Took the lead? Yeah. We're back. <laughs> Let's go. What did I just say? Can we get that on cue? These are the moments of the season that turn it around. Bodie. Oh my God. This is literally the definition of a roller coaster of emotions episode because here's why. I'm so pissed off from the first game because the Cardinals, right? I'm I'm channeling my juice. I'm like, son of a bitch. They they have all this time off. They're all refreshed and revitalized. Of course it's this fucking organization that the bane of my existence that's gonna ruin it for the Cubs today. But then no, because David motherfucking Bodie with his beautiful bat flips that he has when he hits walk-off grand slams just puts this bitch in the bleachers and gives the Cubbies the one-run lead because fuck the Cardinals, baby. I decided to freeze. That's why I didn't see it. So so this is like we, we have to stay for the rest of it, right? Like the three of us are now... We have to stay now. And my yeah. girlfriend just texted me and told me to not yell. She's trying to sleep. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> sure, well. I'm sure my parents are going to be yelling at me as well. So I'm right there with you. Um, David freaking but And you know what? That that one looked just like that Grand Slam. That really? swing, he picked one spot, hammered it. Hey, pinch just hit. Straight, hammered it. Pinch hit situation. Attaboy, David Bodie. That gets a that gets a fly the W point. Even if they lose oh, this somehow, that gets a easy. fly the W point. Um, good for him, man. But yeah, are you, so, are you ready for a full heel turn right now? No, like we were full heel. No, now we're really full not. <laughs> I'm like, come back. I'm like, I'm like shaking. I'm literally shaking oh, right now. Man. I love that the start of this was uh, this was magical. Well, uh, just quickly uh, mentioning what happened earlier for those that didn't see it. So uh, the Cubs lost three uh, one in the early game. Hendricks was really good. I don't think this was at all his fault, but he gets the loss. Um, 
Gallegos uh, gets the W for the for the Cardinals. Um, starting pitcher Kim only went three and two thirds, and then you know they had three guys down the stretch: Gant, Galagos, and then Miller, who ultimately got the save. Cubs only pitched two guys. Hendricks goes six and a third. Probably could have gone a complete game had it not been for the trouble he experienced uh, in that final inning that ultimately gave the Cardinals the win. Um, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't realized yet, these games are seven innings uh, because of the doubleheader. Um, that's what the MLB is doing this year. If it's a doubleheader, you're playing seven. You're not playing nine. So first game, seven innings. Kyle Hendricks goes six and a third, essentially the equivalent of him going about eight. Um, Wick comes in, uh, gives up the one hit, but the runs get charged to Hendricks, uh, and the Cubs lose that one. I don't think there's much for us to speak about in that game. Only positive was Ian Happ. I mean, literally, it was the only positive that happened. Cubs only had three hits in the whole game. Bryant had one, Bias had the other, and then Happ had the home run. Um, and he was a late addition because of a, a scratch for uh, Souza, so late in that one. So we'll just quickly brief over that one. Honest to God, not really worth talking about. Hendricks looked great again. <laughs> The offense just didn't show up. The Cardinals are aggravating as fuck. We're going to dial into the good game going on right now because well, the Cubs we, we should go back because it's it's super frustrating to see the Cubs in that first game have mm. scoring chance after scoring chance True. after scoring chance and not be able to at least manufacture a run. You know, I, I think the biggest gripe I've had with this lineup since they've been here is that how much they live and die on the home run ball often. And we're seeing it tonight. You know, Bodie comes out of nowhere, hits a three-run homer, and now they're back in front. Like, do the simple things to move runners. To mm-hmm. you don't in the beginning of games. Like, I get it. You want to blow things open. It's a seven. It's only a seven-inning game. But I am so frustrated with watching Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras not go the other way with the ball. Like, mm-hmm. it's clear that these guys are being worked away, away, away. Like, take it with. When they keep working you away, keep spewing them out in the in the right field, and when they come back in, hammer it. You know that's it's just the lack of plate discipline that a lot of these guys have, and, and an idea of a, an approach. And that's what when they were winning early on in the season, they were seeing pitches, they were they were walking, they were hitting their pitches, and they were hitting their pitches because they went up to the plate with a plan. And these last couple games, that's what we've watched. We've watched these guys go up. And Bryant getting 0-2 counts and hit little pop-ups to, you know, the second baseman, like a little infielder. You know, it's 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 getting frustrating. And I think that that first game was just the epitome of what we've seen for the last, you know, four games here because the Cubs have had chances. I think that's a good thing, yeah. but it's also a super frustrating thing when, you know, that they're not capitalizing. And you have to because when you get to the postseason and you're going to be getting – you're going to be seeing all these great pitching staffs. You're not going to be taking these guys' yard. That's just not how this works. you got to be able to manufacture runs, and that's it's a huge problem for the Cubs right now. And I hope that that's something that they can fix. But, you know, live and die in the home run ball. Thank God we got one just, you know, just right now. Yeah, and just to add on to what you said, Juice, I think that's a little bit, again, if you've listened to, you know, any Four Feathers episodes, um, especially if you're a Cubs fan, you probably haven't listened to any Socks on Tap episodes. But our boy Johnny Nani loves to say, I hate silver linings. But we're going to do a silver lining here. And that silver lining is that, like you said, Juice, this Cubs team has been manufacturing offense. They just haven't been capitalizing these last, now this being the fifth game. You know, they opened today's game with a great opportunity, bases loaded. And unfortunately, Schwarber was thrown out at home trying to advance on the past ball. You know, you go back to the earlier game. They had 
quite a few opportunities to add runs and just couldn't. And even in that Brewer series, they lost all three games by one run. You know, it's not like they were getting blown out. It's not like they were getting, you know, brutally beat. It was just little things here and there. And I agree, you know, there, there's still a lot of good, you know, <laughs> aside from mm-hmm. how this episode feels like it started. Um, there's a lot of good, you know, that this Cubs team is still doing. I think just the aggravation right now is if they, if this was the normal season, and if this is 160 games and they're having a rough stretch, but they're still doing the good, we're not at all concerned. We're like, hey, no. it's five games, whatever, no big deal. But remember, you multiply five times 2.7, you're looking at, you know, approximately 15 games worth, you know, what is that, 14 and some change? Um, mm-hmm. that these games are worth right now. So really, it's like they they were just on a 14-game slide, not a five-game slide. And, and and again, obviously, it's hard to look at it that way because, you know, literally one game isn't three games, obviously. But, you know, that's just, that is the importance of each game. And that's why each game means so much more this season. And, you know, it was getting frustrating. And let's hope and pray to the Lord that they can hold on to this one-run lead. So, you know, we oh, can at least talk a little that would bit be about the, That would be the worst. That would be the worst thing for us to react the way we did after Bodie hit that home run. And, and, then, and then talk about a loss. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I think I had a question for both of you because obviously, you know, these seven-inning games, uh, the Cardinal Claws, I listened to the Sox on Tap Guys the other day, and uh, they were talking about how this is, Obviously, the Marlins are going to have to play a few of these, but they called it the Cardinal Clause. So they're going to have to play most of these seven-inning doubleheaders. Do you think that this is – obviously, watching the first game is is kind of bullcrap. We were upset because it's so close of a game that if you had those extra nine outs to deal with – you know, obviously, well, it's not nine outs. It would be six outs to deal with. You know, Maybe you come back and win one. What's your guys' opinion on the seven-inning games? It's stupid. I hate it. I, I mean, also hate it. and and I kind of I kind of hinted this at the very beginning. It's not the Cubs' fault that they have to play these seven inning games. It's not. No matter wh- like whether the Cardinals went to the casino or whatever they did, I don't I don't know how they got COVID. All I know is the Cubs still have tested positive for one COVID test, and a bunch of other teams have been able to manage it outside of them and the Marlins. So. Why should all these other teams have to pay for their mistakes? So yeah, I think the seven inning games are stupid, and they should just got they should have got like L's for like half of them, and then they could have made them up and done full games somewhere throughout. I, I don't know if that would have been working if that would have worked either, but I'm I mean I I just think it's unfair because in terms of managing a baseball game, when you manage a seven inning game like the cart and you've seen it today. The Cardinals essentially pitched one guy yet or earlier today for like three, four innings. You know, that was that was it. And now they've been into the bullpen. Today, it was the same thing. It's the whole bullpen day for this second game. And mm-hmm. I think it's just different to manage a seven-inning game because let's – obviously the Cubs benefited in game one because they had Hendricks and it didn't go their way. But – I think that since the Cardinals are playing these games over and over and over again in seven-inning style, mm-hmm. it gets easier for them to get in a rhythm of it. So yeah. I think that's what absolutely kills the Cubs because it's more or less they play a nine-inning game. You think that you have the time. You're going to get your bullpen set, set your, up, your lineup up that way. You're going to get to the end with you know your eighth-inning guy, your ninth-inning guy, your seventh-inning guy. No, that doesn't exist now. You know, it's it's a totally different ball game when you're taking away two innings 
it's unfair. I'm with you. I, I think yeah. it's kind of bullcrap that, like you said, the Cubs didn't do anything to deserve this. And what's the point of taxi squads if they're not going to bring these guys up and use them? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the Wasn't that the idea from the beginning to get these games in? If somebody has COVID, all right, we'll use somebody from your taxi squad. Get them up here. That way the Cubs did know. that with Tyson Miller tonight. Right. So what's, what is going on with it? I, I don't get what the idea was is carrying that many people so they can go up, up and back. If you're going to just pause the games and play seven inning games later right. until everybody is healthy, it just doesn't make any sense to me. No, I, I think you bring up a good point juice because, and Cody, you too, you know, I mean, you both brought up good points. I hate the seven inning games. I think they're stupid because like you guys said, you know, it's really hard to get into a rhythm when you're used to having those late innings, you know, that means something that makes a difference. Like this is the equivalent of, the NFL saying, all right, we're going to play a game. We're only playing three quarters, though. Yeah. Literally. Hell no. No no football fan wants to see that. The fourth quarter is some of the best play. Same thing with basketball. Same thing with every other sport is that last portion. Like, you're going to tell me we're going to play a, a hockey game but only play two periods? No. Hell no. Absolutely not. I don't want to watch that. This is the, I feel the same way about this. It's just like, you know you don't have a time to get into a rhythm. You know, your starters are used to going six, seven, potentially more innings if they're in a real groove, and you ruin that by them only going seven innings. Now, granted, does it keep your team fresh? Sure, I get it. I understand why they did it, but I agree with you guys. Why in the hell, because the Cardinals can't control their own COVID problems, do they have to punish the rest of the league to force everybody else to play seven-inning games when everybody else has been playing nine-inning games when they've been sitting on the side because, you know, ding-dong, one, two, three, four, five, and 18 are all getting tested positive for COVID and screwing it all up. I think the same thing about the Marlins. If you told me tomorrow that the MLB says, hey, you know what, both teams are just having their seasons canceled because fuck them. I'd be like, yeah, good. They deserve it. Because at this point, you know, it really does screw over a lot of other teams. And that's unfortunate because I'm sure, you know, our buddies here at Sox on Tap would say the same thing. Cardinals absolutely crushed against the Sox in these seven-game doubleheaders this mm-hmm. past weekend. I'm sure they're just as frustrated and pissed off too. You know, yeah. and it is. it is It's garbage because it's like, why – why in the world are we going at, you know, speaking on behalf of a team, why are we going to, you know, be busting our ass to stay safe and do all the right things? And you know what? This honestly applies to regular society too. It's like, you know, you got these people who are, you know, out of a job and they're, you know, are adhering to the rules and staying home and not trying to go out too much. And if they do, they're being cautious and whatever, you know, but then you got ding dongs that are in some of these states like, you know, Florida and all that, that are just going out and don't care. And it's like, do you people realize this just prolongs the process? This is literally the equivalent of every issue. Yeah, did you guys ever? Okay, I got a good analogy for you guys. Grade school. I remember one instance because the class would not listen. We were not allowed to leave when the bell rang at 3 o'clock. We were told you have to stay until 3.10 for 10 minutes of people actually listening and paying attention. And it, it took us 25 minutes to finally get out of there because people could not sit still and people could just not listen. Humans just clearly cannot listen. And it's not everybody, but there's always that one or two or two teams in this case that just screw everything up for the rest of everybody. It's literally the case of like one person ruins it for everyone. And that's what the Cardinals are doing right now. And honest to God, if them or the Marlins were to win the World Series this year, they better have a bigger asterisk next to them than the damn Houston Astros at this point because they're the ones getting the benefit of playing less baseball. 
You're fresher. You're yo. You're doing yo. You're able to just run clean. Yeah, we had 16 days off when everybody else was playing, and now we come back and play less baseball and win all these games. Ooh, look at us. We're so special. No, fuck you, Cardinals. Fucking <laughs> I'm done. Sorry, I'm angry tonight, folks. No, you're it, <sighs> you're, but we're all right. I mean, the and it's it goes. I mean, it's not the Cardinals' fault in terms of the rule that was put in place for it. That's on the MLB. It's the Cardinals' fault that we have to do it. But the MLB could they they couldn't come up with a a better situation. You you kidding me? Yeah. You know, well, and I think part of that too is just Rob Manfred being a stooge and a sellout. But well, and that's my that was my kind of next point, and it was the fact of it's almost like, and I'm going to go back to that working analogy, Ron. It's like the the ones that went out and partied the night before get to come to work and work till three o'clock, but everybody who you know went home and made dinner, got to bed early, got there you know bright and early, wasn't hungover or a mess. They, those are the ones we have to work until five. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, what is the, the – there needed to be more – and this is the thing, too. Like, if was there an investigation on how they got this? Like, is there any data on if these guys were in a casino or at the That's, Ozarks? It's just like a rumor, and Jerry Harrison Jr. is the one who originally, right. like, tweeted but it out. This is the thing, though. The MLB should do more investigation on this to figure out if that's the root of the problem. Because if it is, then they put the whole season in jeopardy and they deserve to be punished and reprimanded for their, their situation. And some people are saying that they're, they are because they have to play 14 innings in a day. They have to play double headers. But it's not Rizzo cool. just hit a double. Yeah. Nice. Sorry for interrupting you. No, but I'm just saying it's it, – I, I think that – there's more positive to them playing these many games in how many days, because if you see what happened today, if you win the first one, it's almost like a pick me up of, all right, game two, let's, let's just go win this seven inning game because you've already kept the, I think it's tougher for ball teams to bounce back after a loss mm-hmm. like right away than right. it is for them to, right. To win. And, 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 and we could kind of talk about that. Like I hated the first game's lineup. Like, why is Albert Almora, Josh Pegley, and David Bo- David Bodie hit a home run in this game, whatever. But why are those three back to back in the lineup? I think that's what it was, right? In the first in the first game. Like, like Bodie, I'm not so upset about Bodie. He's had his moments for sure, and he's a serviceable hitter. But Pegley and Almora and a and a game, a double and a and a double header. I understand needing to rest players, but like Shit, like you could have you could have used Caratini or Contreras instead of Pegley and and then DH'd one of them in the second game. Well, how about so- this? How about you just call up Brendan Davis and Miguel Amaya and just yeah. call today? Because honestly, these guys are are only seeing inter squad pitching now. What what worse are they going to do than Albert Almora and Josh Pegley? Like what? Yes, what are we? And and. The, and Albert Amora had some great catches on defense. Like sure. I still, he's still a you know a good fourth outfielder defensive replacement. I I know we we've talked about his defense being bad last season, but I mean, I yeah, if there's any positive out of it, it's that. But this guy cannot hit. Josh Pegley, I I don't even I I feel bad 
like sh- like shitting on jo- Josh Pegley, but he's just not getting consistent at bats. So it's like, how can you ask a guy to come in there and just be good right away? You know? I also think he's not very good. That's the other, <laughs> that's the other half of it too. He's your third. He's your back. He's your third right. backup catcher. Right? I don't expect him to be good, but like, there's been situations where Ross has used him as in like a pitch hitting role or whatever in like a big spot, and it didn't work out well. So I might. I'm just trying to understand his role on the team. Like, you want to use him as a third backup catcher and use him to like catch once every week, fine. But like, they've used him in pitch hitting spots. They give him a start tonight on a two on a double header game where the Cubs have lost three in a row going into it. Like, I think when you've lost, when you're on a losing streak, you got to put your best nine out there, no matter what the situation is. Hey, Cody, just quickly for you uh, to take a page out of your book, we got death taxes and Javier Baez strikeout. Continue. Oh, yeah, and what's the with that situation too? Like, I I, I don't want to go like pure old man baseball purist here, but it's five to four on the top of the seventh. It's, ten, it's technically the top of the ninth, right. dude. Whitaker ground ball to the right side, mm-hmm. so at least the runner gets the third. So he, he had a sack fly had a bat, scores a. He had a bat. I think it was either it was at the end of the first game. And I tweeted on the on the Cubs on Tap account Twitter account. I it was they threw him. He no he the first pitch I'm pretty sure was a fastball that he legit he pulled straight down the left field line that almost was a couple feet from from being a home run, but it went foul. Next pitch slider away. Third pitch another breaking pitch down the middle starts in the strike zone ends up out of the zone. Javi swings at it, but it's like like. That's how bad it is right now. Like he's not working counts. He's not going the other way on 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 breaking pitches like that. Like that's like it. He looks like 2014 Javi, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which, is, seen, which is very scary if we're being yeah. honest here. He was hitting. He he had a strikeout rate of like 45 percent. His in 2014, something close to it. We got but a few fielder's choice. Uh, Contreras ran it out, and it wasn't a double play. Yeah, and that's. How many outs, Ron? We got two outs, runners on first and third. All right. I. It's just it. I watch all these games, and it's so frustrating to see the same swings over and over and over again. And there's never a different approach. I know, like I know they're winning, but the most frustrating thing is I thought there'd be growth out of this lineup as they got older. But a lot of this is the same shit. Yeah. Same shit. It's. But I guess that's what happens when you have two of the guys in the lineup who Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras, who you know they're just free swinging guys. They just go up there. There's, and to hit. there's the negativity. Let it flow, Juice. Let it flow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're you guys are 100 percent right. I mean, it just it feels like it's constantly more of the same, right? Bryant's like approach never changes. The only person I feel like that successful their approach is successful enough time in and time out where it yields to production is Rizzo. Yeah, you know, and 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 at least lately Hap. Really, those yeah. are the only two guys that consistently we can count on. Maybe Kipnis you throw in there as well, you know. But though everybody else on the team, like you guys said, it's you know Wilson's trying to kill every ball that he sees. Schwarber's mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing right now. Unfortunately, Javi's free swinging, you know, more so than Free Willy's jumping out of the water in that movie. I mean, it's just, it's it's absolutely brutal, man. And it's just, it's infuriating. It's it's lovely that they're still somehow finding a way to win games because of it, but it's just infuriating because, like you said, man, if these guys can just change little tweaks in your your approach every time you come up to the bat, if you're especially if you're struggling, 
Mm-hmm. Just imagine what that could yield for them. But again, you know, just it feels like this team is so reluctant to change right now. Maybe it's also too because after 15 games they were the best team in the major leagues, and now all of a sudden you're hitting a struggle. Maybe you need a couple games to realize, oh shit, okay, I gotta fix my Man. approach a little bit here. Maybe we see that the rest of the week. Maybe we see Javi take a different approach at the plate. Maybe we see Chris take a different approach at the plate. We can at least hope. And they get a, we're a going. Inning. Yep, we're going All to the right. bottom of the seventh, ladies and gentlemen. So you're uh, going to hear it live as we see. Jeremy Jeffers coming in. I'm assuming Jeffers was in the pen warming up, so I would imagine he is your pitcher. Uh, which... They got Bader, Edmund, and Carlson coming up. So at least there's no Brad Miller. Yeah, Dude, no Brad, Brad Miller. Miller. Max, can we can we was. can we talk about that real quick while we're in a commercial break here? Brad Miller has been the bane of my existence this evening. It, I like. He's literally I, I, the example of like the how the Cardinals yes. win. They people out of absolutely nowhere. I know you tweeted yeah. that earlier about them just cranking out some no name pitcher out of nowhere because that's just what they do. But yes. Brad that's Miller always on it. I like I loved Brad Miller when he was a Tampa Bay Ray a few years ago. He was super good for them. Was a, a DH'd a lot. You know, played a little middle infield for them. Played a little first base. Was a really nice complimentary death piece. And then, of course, he has to go put on a damn Cardinals uniform, and I have to hate him again. And then today he just tortures me. He goes, hey, Rod, remember when you used to root for me? <laughs> Boo, that's a home run. Poo, that's a home run. Poo, that's a game-winning double. Fuck you, Brad How about the guy who just went yard who in his first major league start tonight? The, the guy had two home runs in, like, 1,200 at-bats in the minors. The guy playing second, they put yeah. they subbed, out, subbed him out and put Colton Wong in, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, super schwooper. Schnack. Schnapper, schnooper. Snack or something like that. Like, Peach, like Peach this Schnapps. Is, Peach Schnapps, it, that's his name. Yeah, like, I mean, this is this is what the Cardinals organization has been doing for, like, my our entire lives. They... You know, they'll once in a while get like a, you know, a franchise player. They'll build around them, but they're always going to have really good pitching from whoever the hell they bring up. And then, and then, you know, they'll, they'll find random hitters out of like, you know, Tampa Bay Rays. They'll trade like a bag of balls and a new washing machine to the Rays because, you know, they're too broke to pay their players. And they'll bring in some random dudes from there who just somehow, some way just decide, oh, hey. I'm going to rake at Wrigley Field. You know, it's so annoying, so demoralizing because, like, the Cubs don't do that. Like, why can't the Cubs do that? <laughs> like, if every team was doing this, I wouldn't hate them as much. But, like, that I mean, that's literally how the Cardinals win. They And then they always get these random-ass trades that, like, I always ask myself, how do the Cubs not do this? Like, how do, how do they not, you know, like, for instance, the – the the Matt Holiday trade back in the day they they literally traded like nothing to get him from the Rockies and then you know he went on to have a great back end of his career with the Cardinals um you know stuff like that and then you, you look back to, at the World Series in 2011 I mean that team wasn't good enough to be in the World Series they get hot in September we're down like seven and a half games going into that into that September that year and somehow sneaking the wild card get hot go all the way to the World Series like that, that that's the card won like 83 games. Yeah, eighty something games. Yeah. yeah, and they go yeah. to the World Series, and they and then they and freaking David Freeze. No one ever heard of David Freeze in World one Series out. Game Seven. You know, did that or Game Six, whatever. One of the greatest World Series games ever. But it it pisses me off because it's I, like I got a panel question. How many people do you think uh, Jeremy Jeffers has killed in his life? <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell did that come the, from? 
The Have over- you ever seen his face before he pitches? Oh, he's, <laughs> he's an angry dude, and I love it. I, like, I dude, love yeah. Jeremy Jeffers. I want – here's my – here's my – my off-season wish list for the Chicago Cubs is give Jeremy Jeffress a two-year deal so I can buy his jersey because I like Jeremy Jeffress. I hated him no, when he was in Milwaukee. Hated him. How many people? How many people do you think he's is he's killed in his life? At least two. I was gonna say set the line at one and a half. How, right. how many bodies do you think have been found of his killings? Though I guarantee that's the under. Oh, absolutely. That's zero. So Fowler know. grounded out on the first pitch they threw. So now Edmonds at the plate. Yep. So we got one out. Thank you, set yep. run. We got one out. One God, out. come on, Jefferson. I got you guys. I got, I got, I got Xfinity. So I got Marquee live here, so I can, I can keep you guys in the loop. I do too. I just don't have it in my spare bedroom because I, yeah. Jeremy Fire. Jeffress, when he gets ready to throw a pitch, is the scariest looks like, looking motherfucker yeah. on the face. Like, dude, of the I don't. How many people has he killed in his life? That's what I want to know. <laughs> that would be the first question I would ask Jeremy. Good, <laughs> Jeremy. How many people have you killed? And then he would, t- he would be, be he'd pat me on the back and go. I'm a really nice guy, and then he probably like we whisper, he'd whisper in your ear. Free. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, Jeffress, Jeffress brings that Pedro Strope like energy. Yeah, like but that's tenfold, bro. Like, tenfold. Because yeah. Pedro Strope was just excited. He was fired up. Jeremy Jeffers looks like he wants to murder someone. And I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Jeremy oh, yeah. Jeffers looks like yo, remember, do you guys remember oh, who was it? It wasn't Kimbrel. There was another guy that used to just scare people down when he pitched. He was a closer. Dude, former Cubs closer Rod Beck. Like Rod Beck was. Like, <laughs> remember true. how mean he used to look yeah. before? With that freaking mullet. Oh, man. Yeah, like I mean, Rod Beck, another guy Jeremy Jeffers probably went out and killed people with. Two I mean, outs. that's Two outs. All right, dude. Okay, next time the Cubs, like, do this. Like where they're just like pissing us off like this. We have to like just start get live on. recording. Yeah, we have to good, live recording. Good shit we, gotta change, we gotta change the juju. First of all, we need to cut that out of the episode. What? When I said that moments like these oh, are what yeah. turn your season around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes yard like two seconds later. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll snip that out. We'll snip that out. We'll make it happen. I'll do some. I'll do some playing around tomorrow with the audio. Um, yeah. Oh. Talk about literally the the name of this episode is going to be a glass case of emotion. A glass Ooh. case of emotion. Ooh. Our listeners too are getting a real look. Cubs win. Cubs win, baby. Cubs Let's win. Go, baby. back. Let's go, Jeremy. Yes. Ooh. And luckily, he only threw like seven pitches, so he may be available tomorrow too. Yeah, seven pitches. That's exactly what he threw. Mm-hmm. Seven pitches. Um, holy shit, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if you stuck around this long for the episode. Um, we previewed the little the first, or we recapped the first game a little bit. So let's go ahead and do a quote unquote traditional. <laughs> this episode sure is hell late traditional. Um, <laughs> a traditional recap, just real quick. Uh, we'll just take you through. If you weren't able to catch the game that we were obviously kind of live podcasting, um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about it here. So obviously early the Cubs uh, get themselves into a little bit of trouble. Uh, you know, truthfully early on. Um, uh, they are able to score, however, with bases loaded um, after a couple walks due to a pass ball. Uh, Anthony Rizzo scores. Uh, Schwarber thrown out at home. He tries to advance from second because uh, a bit of a fumble by the catcher behind the plate then. Um, but they get the out at home, and, and we keep moving things forward. Um, obviously, then things kind of began to go south, unfortunately. I'm sorry, just refreshing my feed here. Uh, bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Uh, we're moving now. Uh, so we got, you know, 
All scoring plays here. Bottom of the second, though, again, we mentioned Brad Miller, bane of our existence on the evening. He got his first home run of the season uh, with Matt Carpenter on that gave the Cardinals the 2-1 lead. Then bottom of the fourth, the Cardinals added to it. Brad Miller homered for a second time. This time it was a solo shot, gave the Cardinals a 3-1 lead. And then uh, Max Schrock is his name. Sorry, we totally butchered that guy's (laughs) name. He got his first homer um, to right field. That made it 4-1 Cardinals. We jumped on the pod. Uh, and then things turned around very quickly because with Javier Baez on, Wilson Contreras – oh, there we go. Now it went final in the little thing here. Um, Wilson Contreras had his sixth double of the season uh, to score Javier Baez, and that made it 4-2. to two. And then as you heard live on this episode, David Bodie pinch hit with Wilson and Jason Hayward on, hits a three-run bomb. It looked very similar to that walk-off granny uh, just from a few years ago. And he ultimately gives the Cubs that winning run. As we just mentioned, Jeremy Jeffers comes in in the ninth and shuts it down for the Cubbies. The Cubbies are now at 14 wins. Uh, We're very excited about that. Obviously, because we were terrified about talking about potentially five straight losses for this Cubs team. However, they end it. We're on a one-game win streak, boys. We're on a one-game win streak. The Cubbies are now... um, they should be 14-7. and seven. Um, the, the standings have yet to fully update here on MLB.com, but uh, that's their 14th win of the season now. Boys, um, obviously we've talked quite a bit on this episode, so I don't think we have to kill this this game too much more than we have. Uh, maybe just quick you know, final thoughts on this game, and then we can go ahead and preview tomorrow's contest before we uh, get out of here for the night. That would yeah. be it again. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I know I never go first. That's why I was gonna go on. <laughs> so I usually yeah. ended up to you. Go ahead. But, uh, no, yeah, I I think I said it pretty clearly that it's moments like that that uh, turn your your whole homestand around. You know, they're really they're really kind of struggling, and uh, David Bodie comes in, pinch it roll, gets one chance, and flips the game upside down. You know, so I think that that's uh, it's something the the Cubs can hang their hat on. They realistically probably should have lost that second game but hey you probably could have won you know, like i said earlier you could have won three of the brewers series so now you know you get one of those back that maybe you shouldn't have won or you should have won that you didn't win and now you uh you move on and uh yeah try to get another dub tomorrow um but the cubs are doing good things they're putting themselves in chances to win ball games and i think that uh that's good for us. You know, that's, that's something that, uh, if you're in every game and you, and you have a chance more often than not, you know, I think that the guys that they have in that locker room are going to produce enough to, you know, I'm going to read, I'm going to read some numbers right here and, and they're going to be pretty gross, but it's also a silver lining. 250, 234, going down 203 and 177. Those are the batting averages of Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras, Javier Baez, and Chris Bryant. And I'll tell you what, all four of those guys are not going to hit at that clip all year. I'll tell you that. So the fact that the Cubs are winning ball games with those guys struggling, silver lining. And I think that uh, you know if, if they can get this lineup going, Javi gets going, Anthony gets going a little bit more, then uh, he, he's been pretty solid, but... You know, Chris Bryant kind of jumps into the mix. Maybe he's not having the all-star caliber year, but you know he, he can't hit 177 forever. So um, I think that uh, that's the silver lining for what this is. And the Cubs uh, win in ways, even though they're not playing their best ball, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Cody? 
Yeah, I mean, like I kind of said it earlier when we were all negative and the Cubs were losing. Tomorrow, I don't think it's going to happen because it just because I'm not the manager and David Ross is going to ride or die with his. I think he's going to ride or die with his ways. I think, but I would love, would love to see Rizzo batting leadoff tomorrow. Ian Happ batting second, Chris Bryant third, and then put, and then you could switch either Contreras or Baez. Uh, fourth and fifth, one of the two, or you could put Schwarber after Bryant and then Contreras and Bias somewhere down there. I mean, that, I think that's the big thing. I think, and and I was big on KB being the leadoff guy, and maybe he could still do it, but I think he needs to get going first, and then if whoever's in the leadoff spot, God forbid, if that person's struggling too, maybe give him another shot with him having some confidence. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. All I know is that I think Rizzo and Hap need to bat first and second. Though, like I know you mentioned Rizzo's batting average, but the guy, he's still walking a ton. And oh no, yeah, that's not a that's not a knock on him. I'm just saying more or less, you know, right. he's not going to hit at that clip. I I just know that he like him and Hap and Jason Kipnis, and then you know that those three are literally the only guys that I'm like, all right. We can find like maybe we can get something going if these guys are first up in an inning or something like that. But like you know maybe you know Contreras got that double in the comeback tonight, so maybe that'll help boost his confidence because he's been struggling a little bit. Schwarber, I don't know what he did, but I mean I know he's been struggling. He's been you know he's he hasn't repeated what we saw at the second half last year, and I was really hoping that he would because you know I we. We've been waiting for him to finally take that big step, and you know, here we are in year what year four of him, and so it's just kind of like, all right, man, you gotta. I understand it's a weird season. We, he's if he's gonna be batting in the in the you know cleanup pole, he's he's got to produce, man. I mean, that's just what it is. So, I think the lineup needs a little a little shaking up tomorrow. Um, with this dramatic win they had tonight, I don't know if it will be, but you know, if not tomorrow, here in the next couple of days, if if the Cubs, you know, go on to lose another two or three, which please, I hope not, but yeah, that's that's my thing. I think uh, lineup just needs a little shake up, and uh, you know, put put your core core guys in better spots. I, Chris Bryant has a for his career, he's been mashing in the three hole. Put him back there. Put Rizzo in half top two, and you know. Ride with it, see how it goes, because uh, I, I don't, I don't, I've seen enough from KB in the in the leadoff old man. Yeah, I I agree with you guys there. All good points that you both brought up. Just a couple things I want to add. Um, on the topic of silver linings, uh, Caratini, Schwarber, Rizzo tonight all have two walks. I think that's in- encouraging. Uh, you guys mentioned Rizzo's two fifty average. That's going to change because right now he is a nine thirty three OPS. The only two guys on this current roster right now that have better OPS than him are Ian Happ and Jason Kipnis, and that's it. Um, he's he's still getting on base. Obviously, he's taking walks like a machine. Obviously, he's the king of being hit by pitches, so uh, he'll continue to do that as well. Um, yeah, man, I mean, just, I, I think this is just a testament, too, to how good the bottom of the order has been all season, too, right? Because you just mentioned how tough the, the guys at the top are, are struggling this year so far. And yet they're still finding ways to win ball games. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. the the kind of the, the the good takeaway from this whole thing. But agree with you guys. I would like to see a change in the lineup. I would like to see Chris move down the lineup. I'd like to see Rizzo and Hat move up the lineup. I, I wouldn't even be against a guy like a Jason Kipnis maybe hitting a one or two hole 
you know, just to switch things up and, and, and move that mojo around a little bit uh, and see what happens from there. I, I don't think we see Contreras much tomorrow at all. I wouldn't be um, – well, and I exactly, I don't think we'll see him even DH tomorrow because uh, Caratini will catch Darvish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would imagine maybe they give Schwarber a day in the DH hole, and if uh, Souza's healthy enough, maybe we see Souza get inserted into the outfield um, alongside Happ and Hayward. But um, agree with you guys. Uh, good things. Um, I'll just continue to add. I-, I want a Jeremy Jeffress jersey now because this dude's just growing on me um, time and time again. <laughs> I really do like him a lot. I hated him when in Milwaukee, but I can understand why he was so beloved in Milwaukee. He's one of those guys that. You know, you love him when you have him on your team, and you absolutely despise him when he's not on your team. All good things, man. This has been such a fun pod, but we do still have to preview a game for tomorrow. So I will preface that by saying um, that the Cubs on tap is brought to you by the ONTAP Sports Network. <laughs> we are the official Cubs podcast of the ONTAP Sports Network. You can find all of our great work, your all your literature and podcasting needs at www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on social media at ONTAPSportsnet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, make sure to check out the store. You can access that via our website. We got awesome gear. It is fall. Juice has been talking about it. It's bonfire season, baby. Get some hoodies. Get some t-shirts. Get yourself a koozie to keep your your drink cold. Um, you know, And it's still golf season, ladies and gentlemen. We got some exciting golf stuff coming down the line, too, so be sure uh, to get your ONTAP Sportsnet gear. Um, not only do we have great Cubs coverage, but we also have great Blackhawks, Bears, and Bulls coverage. Blackhawks survived to play another day, so there's at least a Game 5 in that series against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and the Bears are starting to ramp things up, and the Bulls are getting exciting now that uh, old boy Jimbo is gone. So be sure to tune in to all of our work there, Juice and, and Cody, big Bulls guys, very excited about that. Um and obviously, ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest, Cubs fans, we all have at least one friend that's a White Sox fan. You go ahead and direct them over to us as well because we have some of the damn best White Sox coverage around, um, and you will, they will certainly appreciate you and enjoy that. Uh, and you guys can talk about ONTAP Sportsnet together because you get, we've got both of your favorite teams covered here at the ONTAP Sports Network. Once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ONTAP Sportsnet on all social media. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. On Tuesday, August 18th at beautiful Wrigley Field in beautiful Chicago, Illinois, the St. Louis Trash Bag Cardinals visit the <laughs> Chicago Cubs for a 7.15 p.m. Central Daylight Time first pitch. 8.15 for you, those in the East Coast zones. Um, we'll just count them back. 6.15 Mountain Time Zone, 5.15 in your Pacific Time Zone. The 14-7 and 7 Chicago Cubs take on, I don't even give a damn what the Cardinals record is because they shouldn't even be counted in this season anyway. Um, if you are unfortunately in the St. Louis market, you can listen to the game on Cardinals Radio Network, which is KMOX 1120, or you can, if you're in the Cubs market, which we hope you are, uh, you'll be listening to that on 670 to score. But if you're watching Marquee Sports Network um, and Fox Sport Missouri in the Cardinals, but they also will have the game on FS1 if you are outside of the Chicagoland market. So um, that game will be available to you if you are not in the market at all. The Cardinals are trotting out Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, the right-hander is 0-1 on the season with a 6.75 ERA and eight strikeouts. And on the other side, as Cody briefly mentioned earlier, uh, Yu Darvish will go for the Chicago Cubs. He is 3-1 and with a 1.88 ERA and 27 Ks already this season. Uh, Juice, I'll let you go ahead and lead this one off, buddy. Go ahead and, and give us a little bit of a preview for tomorrow's 
uh, contest and then uh, give us a fly the W pick and then Cody, it's all yours from there. Hopefully the uh, the Bodie home run was the match that lights the fire underneath this offense. It'd be great for the Cubs to get out early in this one. Um, that way you has a little bit of a cushion. And uh, yeah, I, I, um, I think that the Cubs now settle down. They won a game here. Let's go get one tomorrow. Everything is going to be okay. I said it on my Twitter earlier today. Cubs Twitter, you need to relax. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. Life is, life is, these games are, are it, it's baseball. It's going to happen. They're going to lose games. We weren't going to dance our way to the World Series this year. It's going to be a battle. Um, I think tomorrow's game is uh, whoever takes the lead first, I think, is going to hold it for the rest of it. Because if it's it sets up really well for you, Darvish. If you can get an early lead, um, you can shut them down. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to take you, Darvish, tomorrow. I think that uh, for my fly the W play of the game, you, Darvish, is going to come out and throw a great start. And uh, I think the Cubs win a 5-1 to one ball game. And uh, I think it's going to be uh, a happy time on Cubs Twitter again. Now that Bodie hits a home run, all things are well. Tomorrow will we'll bode true as well. It will David bode well as well. And they'll win tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm sorry to say this. I know they were playing the Cardinals, but the Cardinals fucking suck. I hate the Cardinals, that trash city. I just have to jump back in here. St. Louis, what a trash town. What a trash city. I hope that no Republican or Democrat doesn't even go there to, to throw their, their campaign there. They should just be picked up out of the muck that is Missouri and thrown into the ocean to never be recovered yet again. And there should just be an open lake party in the middle of that's the shape of Missouri. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be great if, if if St. Louis were gone, the whole state of Missouri was gone? What a USA we would have. You know, we would get so much closer as a country. You know, there's a lot of left and right going on right now. But I think the main problem, it's not COVID. It's not China. It's not, you know, it's it, it's not global warming. The biggest the other sea. The other sea is the state of Missouri. And that's it's, it's one of these things that, we solve that problem, and the whole world is well again. So, if we can just get you know all Chicagoans to take a trip down there and just pick up the state of Missouri, and we could throw it in the Atlantic Ocean to never be found again, what a what a great world we would have. We could pick it up. They they already have a handle. That that arch is just a giant handle for us to pick up, and and the whole state comes with it, and it's the end of St. Louis, be the end of the Cardinals. And everything in the world will be okay again. And that's all I have to say. The city of St. Louis stuck, sucks. And I hope all their feet cheese pizza comes with a full side of COVID on the side. Because I hate that state. And I, I can't stand it. I'm ranting. But you know what? St. Louis, trash town. Such a trash town. I'll tell you what, Juice, just real quick before Cody goes ahead and, and tries to, to follow that up. Um, so if we get rid of the entire state of Missouri, that means we get rid of Kansas City. Does that mean Patrick Mahomes becomes a bear now, finally? Oh, oh man, don't tell with my I'm emotions. Sorry. I don't, don't mean to do that. It. Anyway, go ahead, Cody. My emotions, man. Don't. Oh man, you're 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 bringing uh, you're bringing bringing negative vibes back with that, man. But uh, yeah, tomorrow, uh, you know, you Darvish. This, this whether the Cubs would have won or lost tonight. To tomorrow, the when when the Cubs technically have lost what they have lost four or five 
this this is his time to you know this is where he earns his 126 million dollar contract to you know keep keep the good vibes going all right he's like he you know he's he mowed down the brewers uh last we're on what thursday um so and he's been good since his first start so i feel confident with him the guy that the cardinals got don't know anything about him, but like I said, death taxes and Cardinals finding random dudes to come in and pitch good innings. It's just, it's just what it is. So all I know, I agree with Juice. You know, whoever scores first, whoever you can get like a one or a two or three run lead, you know, that that team's likely going to win. All I know is is I'm glad that we're playing a nine inning game tomorrow because oh. I am so tired of getting so stressed in the fifth inning. So I will save <laughs> save me getting stressed in the fifth inning for Wednesday or whatever. I was going to say that it literally, literally lasts one day until we get one, back to Wednesday. Then we got to do this all I over give again. One day of a nine inning baseball game and the Cubs, you know, batting second, like in the second half of the box score, not the first half and still playing at home. It's so weird. This season just keeps getting weirder. 2020, whatever. Just, I, I like it. Whatever we got tomorrow with you, Darvish guy, like I said, it's been shoving and, you know, I'll ride, ride or die with the guy. Um, he, the Honestly, the Brewers lineup scares me more than the Cardinals lineup because like we've kind of said, the guys mashing tonight, never even heard of him. The only guys that the, honestly, the only guys in the Cardinals lineup that really scare me are Paul Goldschmidt. That's it. And Brad Miller. Yeah, Brad Miller. <laughs> At least after tonight, yeah. After tonight, Brad Miller scares me. Whatever, but like it's 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 Paul Goldschmidt, maybe Colton Wong. I don't know why they're batting Tyler fucking O'Neill in the four hole, but whatever. It's the Cardinal way. That's the, whatever they do. It somehow fucking works and it pisses me off. But win tonight. I'm I'm glad. Let's let's make it two straight tomorrow, so I can go into Wednesday dealing with you know seven inning games at least with some positivity. Agreed, man. Um, I really don't have much to add. I'm just looking forward to agree to a nine inning baseball game. I think the Cubs do win tomorrow. I think they keep that kind of uh, you know momentum going from the second game. Uh, fun little fact, courtesy of friend of the program, Dom Frederick, um, director of morale. For those of you that aren't sure on Twitter, uh, the Cubs have a six 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 winning percentage. So go play fetch with that, is what he tweeted. So um, I think that's kind of fun uh, to quickly add on and just end it. Um, I'm not sure if I caught in either one of your guys's and I would expect you didn't because that's okay. You both had beautiful rants. So I'm going to go ahead and return to you two real quick. Uh, so we can get some fly the W picks before we get out of here. Oh, sure. I went with Darvish. So you did, did you go with Darvish? Darvish? Okay. I didn't say one. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I was, I was so, I was so distracted by your beautiful St. Louis rant juice that I just totally missed mm-hmm. that you picked Darvish. But- well, it's, it's fair. When, whenever you have a Chicagoan talking about, a trash city like St. Louis, like something that's just way below. It's a it's a great moment for the world because it it puts it into perspective that the world needs ditch diggers too, and that's what St. Louis is—a city of trash human beings surrounded by feet cheese pizza, terrible uh, sports teams, and nothing but probably syphilis and STDs. So all I'm going to say is, is what a what a terrible town. And what a terrible place. So if anything could be fixed in this world, please, God, help. Cody, what's your flight to jail for you? Tomorrow, I'll, I'll take Wilson Contreras. He had, a, he had a huge hit tonight. 
hopefully he takes that in tomorrow if he's playing. If he if he doesn't play, I'll take Caratini. Okay, so you're going all catchers. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, I'm. I think I'm gonna ride. Uh, I think I'm gonna ride who I believe will be in the leadoff hole tomorrow, and he's the greatest leadoff hitter of all time. I'm gonna go Anthony Rizzo. Um, give me, you know, put the C on his chest. Give me that Tony Two Chains action tomorrow. I need it like I need air. Um, I know Cody <laughs> has said that before, so I'm gonna steal that way one too many play times. Back. I, I need Tony. Hard. I need Tony Two Chains hitting leadoff home runs tomorrow. Like I need air, bourbon. And my favorite flavor of ice cream. That's what I need in this lifetime. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this was an action-packed episode. Probably the most action-filled episode I've ever experienced of Cubs on Tap. And it probably is to this point in, in all of our existence now that we've been around well over a year. We thank you for joining us for this uh, admittedly prolonged episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I think this one was a fun one for us to do tonight, especially on a Monday night. You need some action right now when there's no Monday night football to keep you occupied on on your Monday nights. Um, without further ado, uh, we're going to get out of here the only way out know how, uh, that we know how to. Excuse me. I'm Ron Luce, joined by Cody Del Mendo and Juice the Juice Man himself. Uh, thanks again, ladies and gentlemen. Without you, the listener, uh, we uh, don't know what we would do without you. And we ask you, please rate, review us. Um, we hope you enjoy our content as much as we enjoy having you listen to our content. Um, guys, let's go Cubbies. Let's Fuck go Cubs. Cubs. And fuck St. Louis. <laughs>